Hey, it's Jen Mack, Lady of the Mind. Welcome to Life Mastery Decoded for Women and Women Entrepreneurs, where I help you decode the struggles in your life in the areas of health, wealth, and relationships with mind mastery and meditation tools and techniques so that you can live the life that you're proud of. Welcome to today's podcast. Hey ladies, it's Jen Mack, Lady of the Mind. Welcome to today's episode where I'm hoping I find you zen-like. Today we're going to be pulling a zen card and if I don't find you zen-like, then I, it is my intention that in today's episode I give you one nugget of inspiration towards your transformation because that is my job on this planet. That is what I'm here to do. We are going to pull a Zen card from the deck and see how everybody is faring out today. Okay, these Zen cards, they are beautiful, beautifully decorated cards. They have a pretty powerful word on the front and they have a quote or a little passage on the back. And basically I just give you my perspective or my opinion about what I'm reading. All right, so the very first one is, oh, courage. This is today's. Today is about courage. And this is a good, this is a good one, uh, especially if what's going on in my life right now. Um, but okay, here's what it says on the back. Find the courage to hold on to your beliefs. Even if the world around you chooses to believe differently, have the courage to change those beliefs that no longer fit the person you have become. In doing so, you truly become yourself. So I do have some clarification to add to this quote that, that doesn't appear to be on here completely, but find the courage to hold on to your beliefs. Now, this can be good or it can be detrimental. It depends on what your belief is. Because sometimes when we talk about perspective, that my belief might be something that's hurting me or, or uh, limiting me in some way, that I might believe that I'm not important to somebody. Well, if that is the belief, then I would suggest not holding on to it because that belief is detrimental to your, your life success. That makes sense? So even if the world around you chooses to believe differently. Now this, if you are believing that if I get my subconscious mind on board with the things that I'm trying to achieve in my life, then go ahead and believe that because there are many, many, many people who don't believe that we have not only no control of our life in any way, but certainly you cannot get in the driver's seat and drive any aspect of your life other than pushing the physical around, which I understand is really it's really hard not to do that because our physical senses are so overwhelming to our sixth sense, which is our connection to source energy or our subconscious mind. So, but having the courage, one of the things that I've been practicing this week because I have gotten, uh, I have gotten the message this week of inconsiderate. That is the message I keep, that I kept getting. It was, it was a, a rough week, but it had its moments and there were uh, several incidences throughout the week, all four of them, well, several, but the four, there were four people, and those four people were all of the male persuasion. 
And two of them were my sons. One was my dad and one was the, the boys' dad. And all of these incidences had the same emotional thread that ran through the story and the situation. And without going into all the detail, I felt that my feelings were not being considered. And so whatever was happening, how they were behaving, the message I was getting was how inconsiderate. They were inconsiderate about this. They were inconsiderate about that. And it was affecting my, of course it was affecting my mood because it made me feel unimportant. It made me feel disrespected. And as I would meditate about it, like, okay, so here's this one incident. Okay. Then the second one happened and I'm like, man, like what is going on and what is the common thread? And then the third one happened to them. It was really, really upsetting. And the third one happened and I'm like, man, what is, what is the common emotional denominator? That's a good one. Write that down. The common emotional denominator was that I was not feeling considered. My emotions, my perspective, um, my feelings in the situation were not being considered. And so what I had to do and how I'm wrapping this around to courage is that I had to find the common thread in the first place. I had to meditate about that common thread. Then I had to decide what I was going to do about it. And I don't necessarily mean in the physical world because I did a couple of different things depending on the scenario and how I wanted to handle it. Like, you know, I said something or I, I reacted in a certain way or whatever. So something specific was done in the physical world. But I'm talking about in the emotional world. Like, what did I have to do? So aside from meditating on it, I wanted to kind of decipher what I needed to do. Well, Something happened, a situation happened, a circumstance, someone said something, did something, or in some cases didn't do something, and it felt inconsiderate to me, right? And in that moment, when I, instead of letting my emotions get the best of me, which in, in all four circumstances it did, because it was very quick, it was very surprising. It was surprising for three of the people, not the one, but it was surprising that there were no apologies. It was surprising that there was not a perspective shift even after I said something that I, I expressed my, basically my dissatisfaction about the circumstance and still no perspective shift or no aha moment for them or no apology happened after that. And it was very surprising to me. But then I think as I'm teaching, what I'm teaching you guys is if I, which I feel like this is not the case, but I say, if you're throwing blue powder on them, then they can't show up in any other way, right? Well, I don't feel like with these three that I'm throwing blue powder on them, but I must be in some fashion for it to show up like this, or this is just something that I need to clear. So do I feel like people don't take my feelings into consideration? A lot of the times I don't feel understood. So when we're talking about our beliefs that, that, empower us. Like I believe that if I get my subconscious mind on board with my goals, I can achieve my goals at lightning speed. Other people don't believe that. And I don't force my beliefs on people. I just believe what I believe and I go about my business and I do the best I can to enjoy my life. But as I'm standing here and I'm thinking about the inconsiderate, 
what can I do? What are the things that I can do? Is this, is I realized the thread that was weaved through all four of these situations this week. And I think, what can I do about it? That right there, being open, being willing takes courage because I can be like shut down. I'm just not going to talk to these people anymore. You know, I'm just going to cut them out of my life. I'm just going to walk away. I'm just going to, you know, you know, screw them that they, that they are not going to consider my feelings, screw them. Obviously I'm not important to them. Well, obviously that belief does not encourage growth. It doesn't encourage, you know, life change. It doesn't encourage deeper connections. And that's not what I want. So I had to have courage to be open. So I had to look at things differently and say, okay, that's obviously something that I need to clear because it was a trigger for me. So it's obviously something that I need to work on. So I do a meditation and I try to clear that energy. Does it feel better today? It feels better, but I still feel attached in the physical world where I feel like I still need to say something, even if it's not to them. I still need to, I still, so I still need to get it out. There's still some residue left, if you will. And I still need to kind of force it out. The other thing is to go from when I was sending responses or having conversation is to say, I wonder what their response will be. I wonder. I remember when this uh, Bob was supposed to meet me and we were going to, I haven't seen Bob since Christmas and he lives only 45 minutes away. But, um, and that's my fault that I don't encourage more meetings, but um, we talk via text most you know, most of the time during the week and, and, uh, check in with him and stuff like that. And he's not big on communicating. I mean, we have a pretty good relationship. Obviously our relationship was better when we lived together and I saw him every day. And, um, but he, his communication skills are not the very, very best. And even with knowing that my interactions with him can be a little frustrating because let's say, you know, this week we were supposed to meet. And so he and his girlfriend and their friend were coming into town and we organized a meet time. And I'm not going to go into all this great detail about it because that part doesn't matter just to get to the point here. But he was supposed to meet me at 415. And so I was picking up Cameron from school, going to hang out with Cameron at the place we were going to meet. And then he was going to meet us. And so it comes to be about 406 and we have a little bit of a texting conversation back and forth. And at this point, you know, later on in the story, I realized that at this point he probably knew that he was going to be late, but he didn't say anything. Then it's like 425, it's 440. Now he's not really texting me anymore. And, uh, and I know that he's driving, but he did say that his, you know, either his girlfriend or the friend would text for him while he was driving. So he's not texting. It's now 440. And we were supposed to meet at 4.15 and he's not communicating. And now he's a half an hour late. And so at about just before five o'clock, I text him back and say, I'm going home. You know, you're not responding to me. You're not texting. You're not telling me you're late. I don't have any idea what's going on. You know, I know he's safe because he had responded before. But anyway, so I'm like, I'm going home. He immediately, immediately texts me. As soon as I say I'm leaving and headed home, he immediately texts me and says, there was an accident. We were rerouted. And now in one hand, I think, okay, well, there's your reason for, for maybe being late, but I've been in lots of traffic. I've driven across the country. I've been in many detours, none of which made me an hour late. So then immediately I go to, you don't consider my feelings and I'm sitting here for over an hour waiting for you with no response that you're going to be late. And I believe that our text at 406, he knew right then he was not going to make it to Traverse City <laughs> in 10 minutes. But because he couldn't take the time. So 
He couldn't take the time to send me a text and say, I'm really sorry, mom, I'm going to be late. Just so you know, do we want to continue meeting? So that's what I was expecting. And obviously that's not what I got. So we did have a conversation, but as I sent him a text a couple days later, because now I'm thinking I'll give him a couple days and see if he apologizes. And I told him I left and that was it. And there was no more conversation. There was no apology. There was no, I'm really sorry you had to wait. I'm really sorry we missed you. I'm, you know, do you want to set up another time? Can we come over tomorrow? I mean, there was no other communication. The longer it went on, which was literally just, it just happened uh, Wednesday, uh, St. Patrick's Day. And the longer it went on, the worse it started to feel, right? And so I'm thinking, obviously I'm not important to him. And in case you're wondering, he's 26 years old. So I started to feel that he was being inconsiderate, okay? Then when I sent him a text, I had to diplomatically lay out my feelings without blaming. This is how I felt. This is what happened. This is what I would have liked to have had happen, whatever. And then I, as soon as I sent the text, I immediately went to, well, either he's not going to respond or he's going to respond with excuses or he's, um, but he's probably not going to apologize. Right there, I limited his response. So what I wanted to do was kind of have the courage to open my mind up and go, hmm, I wonder how he'll respond. Now, his response was a little bit different. You know, he didn't give excuses, but it was a little bit weird and he didn't really apologize. I mean, he did, but it was, you could tell it was not really like he was, it was not really heartfelt. Um, but anyway, the, the, what I'm saying though, the, the response was different than the multiple choice I gave initially energetically, but he did respond differently. But I did leave the door open. So in this case, when we're talking about things that bug us like this, is we have to have the courage to look at things differently. And it takes courage to do that. And with my display of courage in that moment, things were able to show up differently. It's the same if you've heard the other, the other podcast about uh, our septic tank. And we're still having some trouble with it. And then we had some trouble with the company that came out and it's just kind of turning into this big mess. And, we, you know, I don't want to go right to the $10,000 fix, which everyone seems to be recommending. And so anyway, is right here, I also have to have courage of it being able to get remedied in a different way. And it can be really challenging. If you've never practiced this before, it can be really hard to go in that direction and go, hmm, I wonder how this is going to turn out because right there it takes courage to look at things look at things differently and to say something different to do something different to get your life to change directions if you want it to be grateful for the things you have but then also like i i keep seeing all these posts on facebook of people with they're getting their stimulus check and they are just being like they're being such brats about it. Like, I can't believe it's not more. And I can't believe we don't get this every month. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to piss it away. And then they're going to charge me taxes on it. And they're just, and I'm like, what about being grateful that you just got a free $1,400 check in the mail? Wow. Like $1,400 is, is no little thing. Like you can, you can do a lot with $1,400 and everybody got it. Like, I know that there's things about COVID that are happening that, that are not, you know, that not everybody agrees with. I totally get that, but be grateful, be grateful that it's in your account. Be grateful that there's, here's, here comes this money and how, how wonderful it is 
you know, you can pay off some debt, you can invest it, you can buy some new clothes, buy a new TV, whatever you want. You can, you can create something out of that. Like I'm just so disheartened by the lack of gratitude of so, so many people, but I can definitely see the hose getting kinked. And right there, it takes courage to see things differently. It takes courage to to let your emotions kind of settle. I'm not saying don't have your emotions, don't have your reaction, you can, but then have have courage to look at things a little bit differently and, and look at things to, to change the course of the direction of where things might go. And um, it's, I don't know. So anyway, so uh, I'm going to read it one more time, the back of it. Find the courage to hold on to your beliefs, even if the world around you chooses to believe differently. Have the courage to change those beliefs that no longer fit the person you have become. In doing so, you truly become yourself. And so it's have, have the courage to hold on to those beliefs that empower you and have the courage to release those beliefs that don't. So I think I'm going to do one more. Yeah, let's do one more. Let's shuffle these up again and let's do one more short one. I won't talk as much, but it's been an interesting week for sure. You know, I like using the tools that I have, but you know, just like anyone else, I get emotional and, you know, I, I want to, um, logically, I think I talked about this a couple of days ago, you know, I, I set up a system. So when I get emotional, I all I have to do is, okay, look at the system, look at the system, look at the system. Because sometimes when you're emotional, it's hard to be logical, right? And when, in order to use these tools, we have to be in that logical state. And when we get emotional, we get, you know, a lot of times, I don't know about you, but a lot of times we get irrational and then we can't look at those things. You know, if our numbers fall really fast, we can't, we can't look, I meditate. I'm not going to meditate. What I want to do is kick somebody, right? All right. So let's do this one. This is clarity. The back of it is be clear in all things. As a calm pond reflects the full moon perfectly, let your actions reflect your speech and your speech reflect your actions. Oh, this is, this is beautiful. This is beautiful. So this is, um, I'll just explain. I'm not sure. Well, yeah, you know, I could explain from a client's perspective, um, you know, having clear. So when you, when you have certain beliefs about, you know, like we talked about values and integrity then say those things that go, that are coherent. Oh, no, uh, in congruency with your beliefs. So when we talk about the conscious mind and the subconscious mind, if they're not in agreement, that's when we have this internal conflict, right? That's when we have, that's when we have this, that's when we have where they're not they're not talking with each other, right? I have my conscious mind who wants to do this, my subconscious mind that's preventing me. You have this internal argument, this internal dialogue that doesn't go together and it's not pushing you forward. So when we are clear, that is also not is knowing who we are, what we stand for, what are our values. And let's say you're a woman of integrity or there's a couple of guys listening to this. You're, you're a man of integrity. Then when you say you're going to do something, then you do it. When you have clear speech and clear thinking, when you say that you're a person who values family, well, remember, we, we, I used to hear this all the time, but words are cheap. And if you say um, family is everything or my family is important, but then you don't spend time with them and you don't deepen your relationships and you don't fix relationships that got little cracks in them, then 
family really isn't important. So this is really good. You know, it's, um, you know, be clear in all things as a calm pond reflects the moon fully. Perfectly, I mean. Let your actions reflect your speech and your speech reflect your actions. Like, I love this. And this is really, this really puts you in tune with who you are as a person. So it's just like, you know, so many course creators and coaches out there, like they, they have these tools, they say these things, but then they don't do them. And it creates this, or can create this imposter syndrome, which always kind of puts us, you know, in this position where we can't grow our business and we can't build, you know, our, our, our empires, let's say, and our followings because we don't feel true to ourselves. And if we're using the tools, if we're doing what we say we're going to do, then that puts us in alignment with who we are. And not only are we being truthful to those around us, but we're being truthful to ourselves. And I think when there's dishonesty with ourselves, then that's when stuff really doesn't flow for us. When we, when we lie to ourselves about the things that we're doing or not doing, when we are being dishonest about our feelings about things, then that's when I really feel like the hose gets kinked and you're not in the flow of life. Because you can say things like, I'm working really hard towards my goal and I'm doing everything I can to reach for the stars, right? To, to reach for the things that are important to me. And I feel like it's important to continue to work on being in harmony with your thoughts and your beliefs. And then just like the one we just said in courage is getting rid of those beliefs that are not in harmony. And we know what they are. We just have to spend the time getting them out so we can see them and then being able and being willing to release them. And just like the pond, I could add one more thing to this, this passage on the back is just like the pond, it is, it creates a ripple effect. And so just like if you were to throw a stone in that integrity pond, it is going to ripple out. It's going to change the, the picture of the perfect moon on the calm lake, right? And it is important that we are incongruent with our, with our thoughts and our actions because it really puts us in the flow of things. It's also in harmony with your subconscious mind and, um, and with source energy which is the same thing in my opinion. Subconscious mind and source energy are the same thing. It just depends on if you're more spiritual or more scientific. Um, but it's really important and I like that. I like this because it really, it really solidifies the things I say are the things that I do. And it's clear across the board. Knowing your values and what you stand for is really important and figuring those things out. I did that a couple of, that podcast a couple of days ago and I put a, a values worksheet in the guides in Life Mastery Decoded Facebook group. So you can go to guides, you can see it, and it's like up-level your day. And there's that one, and then there's another worksheet that is in there that is totally, has all the values listed that I feel like would really help somebody to learn learn about themselves and learn about their, learn about their, um, the values, the things that are important to them to be able to, be incongruent with those things. Then you use those words that match what you're saying, that match that value. It's called a list of values. So this gives a whole entire list of all these words and you go through and you just kind of highlight and it just, those are the things that mean something to you. 
and then now figure out how do I become more of this person? How do I talk in a way? What are my actions? If this person has integrity, how do they act? If this person has respect, how do they act? And how can I start to act that way? So this was a good one. These were two really good ones, clarity and courage. So it is, it is my, my challenge for you to go out there and create that life that you want to live. And it takes courage and doesn't it take clarity? Knowing what you want, knowing where you want to go. It takes courage to take the steps to get there. But I'm going to ask you, do the internal work first. Have the courage to look inside. Have the courage to meditate. Have the courage to change your words and remove those limiting beliefs. And if you need support, come over to Life Mastery Decoded. We will be more than happy to share success with you and share in your struggles and to help you to help you along the way so you don't have to do this alone. If you like this episode, please tell your friends and join our Facebook communities. Life Mastery Decoded is the personal development group where we get together to discuss episodes, content, and share our struggles and successes. If you are more focused on business, then this group will be your cup of tea, the Wealthy Woman Entrepreneur Networking Group. I created a true networking environment to share our business products, services, as well as talk about marketing and support one another. I look forward to hanging out with you.